Bible today. <clears throat> and I would like you to open your Bible to Jeremiah, chapter 33. Jeremiah, chapter 33. Church, just one more bit of uh, business before we get into the Word of God. This coming March, we will have our annual business meeting and celebration. It's a wonderful time for us to look back on what God has done and give Him thanks and celebrate that and then move forward with great expectation to what He might do yet uh, this year and in the future. Um, I am accepting nominations for elders this coming March. We will be voting on elders who will help us at the top tier of leadership here, and uh, I, I appreciate you praying about this. If you are a voting member, which means that you have come through our membership class, then you are eligible to nominate someone uh, from this congregation that is in good standing. So see me or one of, the, one of the board members, and we will get you a nominating ballot. I need this to happen uh, fairly quickly. Um, I will not be receiving nominations past January. So at the end of January, the nominating will be closed, which gives us enough time to go through the interviewing and the qualifying process. So please see me or one of the board members for one of these ballots. And the only thing I ask uh, is that you pray about who you will nominate. I know I shouldn't even have to say that, right? But uh, you'd be surprised how many people don't pray about certain things. So please, uh, just pray about that and come see one of us and we will make sure that you get that ballot. Also, Ange would like me to let you know that there is a preliminary meeting for those who are interested in going to Haiti in July. We are going to have an information meeting just telling you about what the budget would be and uh, just what it's all about. There's no commitment for you to go. It's just if you're curious as to what uh, this, this mission trip might look like and if it, if it would fit you, come on January 30th. Write that down, January 30th, immediately following our 1030 service in the Friendship Room. Jeremiah, chapter 33. Moreover, verse 1 starts... The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still shut up in the court of the prison. Notice where he was. Saying, Thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Will you say verse number three with me, please, everyone? Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Father, we thank you today for your word, and I am so excited about what that might be. I know the great and mighty things that I see in my heart and in my mind and the things that I'm hoping for, but I know, God, that that will look different for every person in this room. But we are willing, God, to do our part in this process on the road to restoration. And we're thankful that you will always 
do your part. Speak to us now, Lord. Give us a rhema word. Give us a, a, a word for now. Give us an in-season, an on-time word, God, that would change us. And we give you thanks and praise for it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Come on, if you want to be changed by the power of God's word, say amen today. Amen. Restoration, turnaround, and overflow. I'm ready. And I believe that this year is the year, folks. As I said last week, why not? Jill, why not? Why not you? Why not your family? Why not now? Come on, somebody say, why not? Why not? We're too busy saying why. Asking God, why this? Why that? Why me? Why my family? Why my job? How about we turn it around and we start saying, why not? Why not your unsaved family come to the Lord this year? Why not those who've been unemployed find a, find a job this year and get some employment this year? Why not you getting the bonus? Why not you getting the raise? Why not you getting the advancement in the, in the corporation? Why not? you got to let a why not come up in your spirit. Why not you get healed this year? Why not you get set free from that monkey that's been on your back year after year? And why not? You know, we've seen God do really, really great things here, have we not, church? I mean, he has, he has kept us. If the enemy had his way, this, this church would have been split and splintered so many ways. You know, they call it a church split. It's never a church split. It's a fracture. It's a smithereens. It's an annihilation. The enemy's worked overtime to try to pull this church down and, 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 and keep us from coming together. But here we are. We have weathered a storm or two, have we not, La Palma Christian Center? And look at all that we have seen God do over that time. We have seen the, those who are diseased find healing in this place. We have seen those who are bound by addictions find freedom and deliverance in this place. Those who are seeking God's direction have found it around these altars. Those with questions have found answers here. Marriages have been restored, brought back together. And mostly... The most important thing, the lost have been found. We have seen salvation on an ongoing and almost weekly basis right here at La Palma Christian Center. As we throw out the net and we go fishing for men, we almost always come home with something. To God be the glory. To God be the honor. To God be all the praise for all that He has done. But we also look forward to what he's going to do. There are those in the room today, you've been hit hard. Not only have we seen God at work, we've seen the enemy at work, let's face it. The enemy really loves his job. He's committed to his job. If you don't know his job description, let me bring it up on the screen for you today. John 10.10, 10, it says, 
But the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Anybody felt that over these last, say, three years? The enemy has been working overtime trying to steal and kill and destroy. Oh, but I got to read on. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. <laughs> Woo, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for life and I'm ready for it more abundantly. I'm ready for so much living and so much life that is just spilling over in everything that I do. It's touching and affecting everybody that I come in contact with. I'm ready for you to walk in that life, walk in that abundant life. Hallelujah. But you've got to get on the right road. And I'm getting on it today, and I'm going to encourage everybody that will get on the road to restoration. Come on and elbow your neighbor. Push them just a little bit and say, get on the road to restoration. Get on the road. See, we want God to do everything, don't we? How many of you will just be honest with me this morning and say you like when God does everything? I tell you what, I love when God just does it all. We want it now or sooner. We want it today or yesterday. We're impatient. Now sometimes God will come on the scene and He will move His mighty hand and He will blow His breath of life and, and He'll astound all of us and cause all of us to be on our backs or on our face. See, he does the miraculous and the instantaneous. We've just prayed for some miracles. If I'm going to pray for it, I'm going to believe for it. And I'm believing. I'm believing for the miracles. But see, when God does the miracles, usually it is for an unbeliever to see, and it's usually for a bigger, uh, a bigger purpose, so that others, doctors and family members and even politicians can see God's power and God's, God's ability, and then God gets all the glory. But for the believer, usually, it's a process. The answer and what we're praying for usually doesn't happen overnight. You usually just have to work with God. You see, the Bible says that God is our helper. In fact, the Bible tells us that He is an ever-present help in our time of trouble, in our time of tribulation, in our time of temptation. We'd love, wouldn't we just love for God to completely take all the temptation away? Wouldn't that be wonderful? No more temptation. Well, see, God knows if we weren't tempted and we would not then go to Him for the help that we need, we'd probably be out here living a way we shouldn't be living. But it's with the temptation that he'll say, there's an there's a escape route here. It's camouflaged. You can't see it. You're going to have to really look for it. He's our helper. So I'm going to continue to say, and I'm not just trying to get a, a rise out of you. I'm actually believing what I'm saying. I'm believing what I'm preaching. I'm going to continue to tell you and declare to you and even prophesy, if you will. 2011, church, is the year of restoration. 
turnaround and overflow. But we have to get on the road. We have a part to play in being restored. You're going to have to work for your restoration. Did you know that? Where all the shouts go? How y'all doing up there in the balcony? You guys good? I know I don't look up there all the time, but I sure am glad you're here. You can see me, right? You're going to have to work for your restoration. What the enemy has come in and stolen from you, what the canker worm has eaten away over time, I believe God is going to restore it. I believe God is going to be God, and he's going to be all-powerful, and he's going to be almighty. He's going to show his strength. But we have a part to play in restoration. And sadly, there will be people, as I get on the road, as the staff gets on the road, as the board gets on the road, as the Sunday school teachers get on the road, as different congregants get on the road. There'll be people that do like this. Mm -hmm, we'll see how long this is going to last. See? They'll start clipping their nails and filing their nails while preaching's going on because they're bored. And they'll, be, they'll sit there and be critical. Too much dancing in the house of God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to march right on. I'm going to get right on this road because I'm getting restored this year. Come on, anybody want to get on the road with me? Anybody ready to roll up your sleeves and do some work and get, your, get, get what was stolen back? You sit back and you're critical, you're going to miss it. And we're going to march right on and we're going to go get our stuff. Somebody say, I'm going to go get my stuff. I'm going to go get my stuff. Everything that the enemy has taken is coming back this year. And I'm ready to roll up my sleeves with you, with you, with you, and get it done. I'm going to roll them up right now. Come on, guys, roll up your sleeves, everybody. Just roll up your sleeves, just symbolically. Come on, roll up. That's right. Come on. Come on, buddy, roll up your sleeves. Come on, Macbeth, roll up your sleeves. Roll up your sleeves with your pastor here. You ready for some things that you haven't done yet? You ready to see things you haven't seen yet? You ready to say things you haven't said yet? You've got to start doing some things that you've never done yet. There you go, Ken. Roll them sleeves up. We're going to work to get our stuff back. Don't just expect God to wave some kind of a wand and there it is. It's not going to happen that way. It's not going to happen that way. This is all part of my notes. I'm preaching already. Come on. Stop by Target or Walmart or some bookstore and get you a journal. What do you got, Karen? Let me see. 
Hers is about full. Mine is for you. It's easy. It's inexpensive. We even put some together. You can probably, I, I think we still have some. If not, I'll put some more together. Is there still some, Pimo? Get you a journal and decide, this year I'm going to do something I haven't done in this regard and start taking some notes. Barnes & Noble. Any of that. You, there's no excuse. You can get them anywhere and they're cheap. You can get them at the 99 cent store. There you go. Thank you, Leslie. Get you a steno pad. It doesn't even have to be a, a nice, hers is a nice little leather journal. See, I'm believing that the Holy Spirit who is so alive and active in this room right now that he can speak to you in a moment's time and inspire something in you. And I don't want you to miss it. You jot that down. You write that down. I get sermon, uh, sermon topics and sermon illustrations and ideas all the time and I just got to write them down. I have just notebooks full of, of thoughts that aren't even totally done. Mm, 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 mm. Restoration. Come on, somebody. Restoration. Turn around. Overflow. Come on, Edge Youth. Restoration. Turn around. And overflow. See, guys, are you tired of the enemy coming in and taking your stuff too? You don't have to be as old as me to know that the enemy's going to try to steal. I know I'm an old man to some of y'all, but he, he gets in your stuff too. He gets in your business too. Restoration. Come on. Restoration. Turn around. And overflow. So what do we do first on this road? First of all, we have to start calling on the name of the Lord. Write it down. We must call upon the name of the Lord. Bring up verse number three for me again, if you don't mind. Call to me. You know what part of the problem is? Too many are going to the phone instead of going to the throne. You know I'm telling the truth today. We call our friends. We call our family members. We call our neighbors. We call our co-workers. We call our boss. We call other congregants. We call on the doctor. We call on the lawyer. We call on teachers. We call on therapists. It is high time, church, that we stop calling on the name of the Lord. He said, call to me, did he not? Don't pick up the phone. Go to the throne. Call on the name that is above every other name. Call on the name that has power. Call on the name that has strength. Call on the name of the Lord. Why don't we go to the throne more? Why do not we not call on the name of the Lord more? When He has this promise for us today. And when we know He is the only true and living God. Keep in mind, as you call on the name of the Lord, He's the only true and living God. He's the only one that conquered death. He's the only one that came out of a, a, a borrowed tomb alive. He went in dead, but He came out alive. He's the only one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. The other gods did not do that. Do you know that in Haiti today and many parts of Africa, they're calling on the witch doctor? In Tibet, Mongolia, 
Taiwan, Vietnam, Sri Lanka, Cambodia, Thailand, and many other Buddhist countries, they are calling on the Dalai Lama. Did you know that even as we speak today in India, Nepal, Bangladesh, Malaysia, Singapore, and Indonesia, they're calling on any one of 300 and mil 330 million Hindu gods that they believe exists? Do you know that right now, even as I speak in Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Iran, Iraq, as well as, listen to this, France, Germany, Belgium, Spain, Denmark, and Sweden, all these and many more countries are calling on Allah who can't even hear them, let alone answer them. Did you know that at the Vatican right now, in Rome, and other countries around the world, millions of people are calling on the Pope, or some saint, or some bishop to help them? People from Saskatchewan to Sacramento are calling on the psychics and people in Palm Springs, Palm Desert, and Palmdale are calling on the Palm Reader. I say it's high time, sons and daughters of the Most High God, to call on His name. Come on, do I have anybody here who will help me and call on the name of the Lord more than we ever have in 2011? You want answers from Him? You better start calling on Him. Come on now, call on his name. Somebody just holler out Jesus in the room. See? There's power in his name. You call out on the name of Jesus on the 405 and he'll get your car straight. He'll keep you from an accident. You call on the name of Jesus and he will calm a fevered baby's brow. Hey, call on his name. There's power in his name. You speak it in faith, you speak it in authority, and you need to speak it consistently and passionately. Yes. Don't wait till the crisis arise. Yes. I've already been calling on the name all along. Yes. Before the crises arise. Yes. How do we call on the name of the Lord? It's called prayer, folks. That's why I'm saying Sunday nights are not like Sunday nights have been before. Sunday nights in 2011 aren't like Sunday nights in 2010. We're going to do things differently. I want different results. I better start doing something differently. They seriously used to talk about getting hold of the horns of the altar. When's the last time you wrestled with God and said, if you don't bless me, I'm not letting you go? Have you ever prayed that way and said, God, if you don't come through for me, I'm not leaving this place. If I don't hear your voice, God, I'm not leaving this closet. I'm talking about that kind of prayer. Come on now. God, well, did you roll up your sleeves? Come on now. Come on. You got your sleeves rolled up? Come on now. I want to know who's with me here. Because I know not everybody's going to get on this road with me. You with me? Come on now. I'm ready to call. I'm ready to consistently, uh, persistently, aggressively, passionately. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. I'm going to call on your name. We do a little, little patty cake prayer like we're praying over a bologna sandwich over lunch. Come on now. You know I'm telling the truth today.
I'm ready to lock horns and lock hands and say, we're together going to bleed. Two or three is all it takes. I don't need this whole room full. I just need two or three. I just need two or three that'll get on the road with me. And we leave all the critical people behind. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. We're marching to Zion. You can come. I want you to come. I don't want anybody to be left behind. Honestly, that's not my heart. It is not my heart. You know my heart. But you've got to just kind of throw some stuff out the window and say, I'm going, I'm diving in. Get your, get your little swim cap on, tuck up your hair and dive in. All right, so we got to call on the, on the name of the Lord. Now, here's another part that's not easy. Bring it up. Mm. We must wait for the answer from the Lord. Uh-huh. Bring up verse 3 again. Call to me and I will answer. Do you get that? God didn't say, if you're a good little girl, I, I, I might answer. If you jump through these hoops, right? God said, I will answer. And God is not a man that he should lie. Look at this scripture in Numbers. Bring that scripture up for me, please. Numbers. Well, listen to it. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Has he said it? Will he not do it? You better know that what God says, God means. If God says, I will answer you, you can take that to Bank of America. Well, you better take it to a better bank than that. Actually, I bank with Bank of America, but I'm just saying any bank right now, right? <laughs> I'm so glad that one day we're not going to have to fool with the banks. We won't have to mess with the bankers. Mm, yeah. He said, I'm not a man that I should lie. Has he, has he said it? Will he not do it? God will answer. You need to understand, however, there's three ways that God can answer. First of all, there's yes. God, can I have this? Yes. God, can I do this? Yes. God, can I go here? Yes. I like yes. Yes, just, you can't hardly say yes. Without smiling, right? Yes. Yes is nice. But he doesn't always say yes. Sometimes he says no. And no is as clear God speaking as yes. Maybe even more so. Sometimes he just says no because God knows what's best for us. How many believe God knows what's best for you? Right? So sometimes because he does know what's best for us and he loves us, he'll say no. But here's the tricky part. It's number three right here. It is not yet. Or wait. Right? Sometimes he, he just wants to see how badly we want something. If we'll truly press in and, and, and persistently ask. 
Sometimes it's just that we're not ready. I thank God that He had me wait on some things that I thought I knew better. But He said, no, son, not yet. Just wait. That's hard to do. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I'll be honest, I find it hard to wait on the Lord. Waiting is the part that we don't like, but the Scripture says in Psalm 41, I waited, the psalmist said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me, and He heard my cry. Aren't you thankful that He hears your cry today? Isaiah 40, verses 30 and 31, Even the youth shall, shall faint and, and be weary. Even young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Call on His name. Wait patiently for the answer. And you will reap the reward. Bring up verse 3 for me again, please. Call on me, God said. I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Show us things, God. Church, I believe that there are things that we have not yet seen that we are going to begin to see in 2011. There are things that you do not yet know that I believe God is going to illuminate to you. There will be knowledge that comes to you that you've not yet known in 2011. And get this, everyone. Those of you who will take the time and the effort to make the reading and studying of God's Word a priority, God said He's going to show you things in His Word that you've not yet seen in 2011. There will be mysteries that will not be mysterious any longer. Scriptures that have been veiled and confusing, God's going to bring clarity to you this year. You ready for that? He's going to show us great and mighty things we'll see that we have not known, we'll know. So I want you to start seeing some things in the Spirit and start believing for that right now. What are you hoping God will do for you? What do you need God to do for you? What are you praying about this year? We have this fishbowl here that on Sunday nights we are taking the time to pray. There are all kinds of needs in here. There's an inhaler in here. There are bills in here that people are praying that God would help them to meet their financial needs. It's just a point of contact. We're not going to fish out that bill and pay it, by the way. I don't want to confuse anybody. Oh, Pastor Steve said bring my bills and they're going to pay them. I did not say that. I said, what are you going to pray about this year? Karen and I have put pictures of our family members. I see some others in here. You, you've got pictures of family members in here. Wow. Wow. I know these people. All the way from Indiana. Let's believe for some things this year. Why not this year? Why not your family? Why not your finances? There's a reward that we are going to reap. Restoration is on its way. And I want you just to kind of look with me in the scripture here, just beyond 
verse number 3, at what was restored. Behold, I will bring it health and healing. Anybody ready for health and healing to be restored to your body this coming year? Health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them. Bring up the next slide for me. Abundance of peace and truth. How about some peace this year like you've never had? You don't have to be worried anymore. You don't have to be fretful anymore. You don't have to be anxious anymore. There's truth coming. There's, there's peace coming. And know that when God does something, He doesn't do it just a little bit. He's not going to sprinkle it on you. He's going to give an abundance of peace to you. Woo. Let's read on. Verse number 7. And I will cause the captives of Judah and the captives of Israel to return. There is coming in this season of restoration a release of those in captivity. Those who are bound are no longer going to be bound. Those who are enslaved are no longer going to be enslaved. Verse number 8. I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me. I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned, by which they have transgressed against me. Cleansing of iniquity, pardon for sin is coming in this season of restoration. A great, great washing is coming. Verse number 9. Then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor. I want to declare to you today that I believe joy and praise and honor is coming like we have never known it before. You're going to have joy this year. You're going to be humming and people are going to wonder why you're humming. You're going to be singing and people want to know why you're singing. You're going to be tapping your toe and snapping your finger and people are going to be, what's up with her, what's up with him? It's because joy has been restored. Honor. Look at this. Honor. There are some people, you, you, your name has been, has been smeared, your reputation has been tainted. And I believe that this could be the year that God will bring honor back to your name. You'll be honorable again. And be sure that you give God all the honor for that. Let me read on. Praise, joy, and, and an honor before all nations of the earth who shall hear all the good that I do to them. Look at that. All the good that I do to them, they shall fear and tremble. Right there, I don't want to miss this because we, we've lost the, the fear and trembling. And I believe that's going to be restored again. We need to get to a place of fear and trembling. The Bible says we are to work out our salvation with We've lost a good bit of the fear and trembling of the Lord. But I believe in this year, not only all of these wonderful things, these good things that are coming, but also just this awe, this reverence, this fear and trembling of God. Let me read on. For all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it. Two more things there that I saw that are, I believe are going to be res restored. Goodness and prosperity. This is the year. This is the year. Restoration, turnaround, and overflow. Are you going to get on the road with me? Let's get on this road. Roll up our sleeves and get busy.
Bow your heads all across this room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we are so very, very thankful for your word to us today. We're excited about the future that you have for us here. We are truly believing for some return, results, restoration. But we dare not ask, God, that you just do all of it. I, I feel it would be foolish for us to say that. It would be selfish, for sure. And I think it would be lazy, even. So we're asking only that you lead us on this road to restoration so that we'll know where to go, we'll know what to do, what to say, we'll know when we should pause and, and rest, when we should really press through the extra mile. Only, God, if you lead us by your Spirit will that happen. So we have symbolically, many of us today, rolled up our sleeves. But I pray more than just physically rolling up our sleeves. I pray we would get that in our spirits. We are ready to go to these places of restoration as you lead us. God, I pray that you would help this congregation to truly call on your name with diligence, with obedience, with passion, consistently, Lord, not just when the storms blow in, not just when the hard times arise. We've already been calling on your name all along. Let that rise up in us this year, God. Let us make the time. Let us take more time. Let us strengthen this area of our lives, knowing that you said if we call on you, you will answer us. So I also pray, Lord, that you would help each person here, help them to wait. Teach us to be patient, knowing that your timing is impeccable, your timing is absolutely perfect. And when you do it, you do it all the way, you do it beautifully, you do it completely, you do it right. And then, Lord, Together, we will reap the rewards that you have for us. Show us those great and mighty things that we have not yet seen. Show us great and mighty things, God, that we have not yet known. Today, we give you our lives afresh and anew. Heads are still bowed. I wonder, just before we leave, is there anyone here that needs to give their heart to Christ. If you have not asked Jesus to come in and cleanse you of sin, you don't know what you're missing. God offers eternal life, and it is only by accepting His plan, only by accepting His Son, Jesus, will any of us be permitted to go into heaven. If you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, pray for me, I want to accept Jesus. I want him to forgive me of my sins, and I'm ready to give him my life. Heads are bowed. Lift your hand right now. Don't delay another day. Come on, lift your hand in this moment. 
Let us pray for you before we leave today. Surrender your life. Come to Jesus. Give him, give him everything that you have. Just come to him. Is there anyone? Come on, lift your hand right now. Don't delay. Everyone standing. Restoration and turn around yeah. overflow in your name. Oh, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Turn around. Grab hold of it. Overflow in your name. Hallelujah. Pastor Dave, I want you to come. Please prayerfully consider joining with us tonight for this time of worship and praise. A powerful, powerful time of prayer right here. Believing God for great and mighty things. Amen. Father God, we come to you this day. And Father, we're so thankful for the opportunity to be in your house. And God, as we roll up our sleeves, Lord God, and we're getting on the road of restoration, Father. We'll thank for, we are so thankful for the word that you have spoken to our pastor of restoration, turnaround, and overflow. And God, may that get into our spirits, and may we all jump on that road, Father, and, and see our tomorrow as La Palma Christian Center. Father, we're thankful for your love. We're thankful for your presence in this place. Go with us and bring us back tonight. In your name, amen.